So, Elizabeth, before we get going today, I have something random for you. Bring it. I <laughs> just read the most wretched book from the oh. library. Stay with me. It's called Stay with Me. Sorry, I read it's it. By, <laughs> it's by Ayobami Adebayo. She is a Nigerian author. And the thing I loved about this book was the Nigerian culture and her voice. And she's a beautiful writer. But let me tell you, I have not read a more wretched book since A Thousand Spl- Splendid Sons. Like, oh my goodness. This is I'm multiple, right like a surprise second wife sprung on this woman no no oh man uh Mm -mm. children who are ill children who die Mm -mm. failing marriages war deception and betrayal all in one beautifully written small little 200 page book just 200 pages 200 pages (laughs) all the things I was like, who can I recommend this book to? Elizabeth. She can put oh, it yeah, on her, I want it. her wretched list. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do my uh, my little reel very well about uh, when an Enneagram 4 recommends a book to you, but it is true. It's like, get ready to cry. Get ready to be sad. You're going to be sad, but you're going to like it. <laughs> Give it to me, friend. Give it to me. I'm putting it on my list right now, actually. Don't even worry. I'm like, sad book. Yes, next. Please. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Welcome to Book Fair, a feast for every season of reading. We are a growing community of curious readers who share the excitement of books. We want to read together and feast together through the seasons of the year and the seasons of our lives. And we hope you join us. Audiobooks. So I don't think it's any surprise to any of our listeners that we are big audiobooks people. It is how we get in a lot of our reading content. We love to listen while we're doing all the things, driving, cleaning, cooking, shuttling children from place to place, laying in bed when we have a headache, whatever it is. We love the audiobooks. So today we're going to talk about all the ways you can get audiobooks and particularly how to save money getting audiobooks. Because if you are like me and you go through, like I think I went through like 55 audiobooks last year, I do not want to be paying $15 a credit on Audible for those books. No, I do not want that. I want to say, Trisha, it doesn't surprise me the number that you read. (laughs) I'm impressed with that you know the number of audiobooks. Oh, just not that I read a bunch. You know, it it was probably an approximate number, but... Not that you wouldn't know the number. It's just that that's impressive to me, knowing that information. (laughs) Well, it was a quick calculation by about how many books I read, and I knew that it was about, from my, you know, handy StoryGraph app, that it was approximately Uh 60 to 65% of those books. So it was a quick calculation. So um, I'm going to go through all the different ways you can get audiobooks. And then how I use all of these in combination to save as much money as possible on the audiobook listening. Let's hit it. Before we get going, I want to say I am going to put the basics of this information in the show notes. Normally, all we put in the show notes is books we have mentioned. But um, if you are listening to this on the go and you don't want to have to stop and take notes, I am putting all of these platforms and the basic uses I use them for. Um, 
in the show notes. So thank relax, you for your service. Listen, no worries. Okay, so first of all, obviously, the easiest way to save money on audiobooks is to get them from the library. The library. <laughs> That's all I do at this point. Yeah. So there are three, count them, our library oh. has three apps. I just got a new one this past only, week. I only have two. I'm already like all ears. I know. So <laughs> the first one is Libby. Now, if you used to use OverDrive, or if you are still using OverDrive, here is my plug for you to switch to Libby. Libby is a more updated version of the old OverDrive app, and there may be a tiny, tiny bit of a learning curve, but once you get into it, it is much better, easier. You can bookmark the things that you want to listen to later much more easily, and you can manage the holds much more easier. So if you put something on hold and it comes in at a time when you don't have time to listen, there's a little button that's manage hold and you can put it off anywhere from a week to six months. So you can say, I don't have time to listen to that right now. Give it to me in a month. Now, what you need to know about that is that it doesn't necessarily come back to you in exactly a month because it's still, they put you back in the rotation to get it in approximately a month. And it still depends on, you know, when other people return it. So Libby works sort of like a physical library in that they only have a certain number of copies. So your library may own, for example, three copies of the latest murder mystery that you love. And only three people can check it out at once. So there's literally a line. And while it's checked out to one person, it can't be checked out to another person. So there can be really long hold times. I've waited up to a year to get things on Libby when they were really popular. So there can be a bit of a wait, but you can manage the hold. I've also put holds off on Libby like eight times when it kept <laughs> coming up. There was and one like, you and I kept passing back and forth and we decided yes. we must have been. Because <laughs> yes. I'd say I sent it back. <laughs> And then I had like, it. I did too. I, then I sent it back. I wasn't ready for it. Then you had it. Yeah. I think it was. I was thinking the four it was wins. The four wins. That's what it yeah. was. Yes, because we're the same county, so we were both using Libby, same library, and yeah. so we were passing like, back the one, the one copy. That figured out. I would have never figured that out. I don't know how it worked. I'm like, just. I said no. I was gonna ask, how did you know that? That's so funny. Trisha knows everything. <laughs> So that is Libby. Now, another app that a lot of libraries has is Hoopla. And the thing that I love about Hoopla, one, it has um, more classics. Yeah. So because it has a big selection, it tends to have more classics and not as many recent releases. Yeah. So the new hot release is going to get to Libby first, and it might come to Hoopla in like a year or two. So Hoopla does not have as many of the hot new releases. So if you want a classic, go to Hoopla first. And the great thing about Hoopla is that it does not work like Libby in having, you know, three copies and only three people can check out at once. The way it limits your checkouts is that you can check out 12 items per month. So they just have a big catalog of items and the way the users are limited is by number per month, which basically means that if we did a book club and Again, let's say they had the four wins, like we were just talking about. Every single person who has Hoopla could check out the four wins as one of their checkouts this month. There's no limit. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, You're just nice. limited by the number of checkouts per month, which is 12. I've Personal. never used 12. The no. only time I ever came close was when I rented, because they have movies. You can put Hoopla on your Apple TV yeah. and watch movies, which is pretty cool because they have a lot of old movies and movies um, made from books. Like they specialize in that. So you can put it on your um, Apple TV or Roku and then pull it up and watch movies for free. So a couple months when I did that, I maybe went got up to six or seven checkouts, but I've never gotten to 12. So Hoopla just feels like unlimited free resources to me. Yeah. They have TV shows and also, and every episode is one checkout. So you can really rack mm. up a season that way. But uh, I love both of these apps. I will say Hoopla, the only way you can like a wish list or different lists, if you want to remember this book and come back and check it out later kind of thing. Or if you want to record, I liked this book or I didn't like this book. Libby has a lot of categories like that you can make. You can put books in. Hoopla only has a heart. Which, speaking as someone with over a thousand books on my TBR, that does not help me. (laughs) But I love both of these apps and I use them probably, probably daily. Both. (laughs) Yeah. So then when you put the heart on something it goes into your favorites list so you can have a favorites list that you can then go through and you know decide what you want to listen to next i have not made a favorites list why have i not done that it's great it helps i'm learning already (laughs) so the new one that i did not know about i don't know how long it's been out there some librarian will probably comment and tell me how long it has been a thing um but the new app is cloud library and It is another free app. You just activate it very easily with your library card number. And it also, um, like when I was doing a checkout, there's a way that when when you go to the library, you can check out books using the app. Very cool. But you also have access to audiobooks and eBooks. So I am listening to an adorable little romantic comedy right now called This Time Next Year by Sophie Cousins. And the only place in the library they have it is on Cloud Library. So I have never heard of this app. Me neither. Yeah, yay. I started seeing when I would search books on the library website, there were a couple things that came up and the only place they were was Cloud Library. There was not mm. a hard copy. There was not anywhere on Libby or Hoopla. It was just cloud library. So I was like, well, I guess I got to figure out what gotta this cloud library thing is. So number three, cloud library. Now with this many apps, I will say I used to, you know, first it was just, I just had overdrive. So I would search overdrive and then it was both of them. So sometimes I would sit at my phone, search overdrive, search Libby, then search Hoopla. Okay. So now, you know, pro tip, just go to the library website and put the book in. And it will tell you, it searches all the apps for you. So it will tell you if there's a hard copy of the library and which app it's on. So you don't have to individually search every app to find out where the book is. That's that's great. Next platform, audiobooks.com. Now, the reason I'm talking about audiobooks.com as opposed to Audible, which I'm also going to talk about, but audiobooks.com has a relationship with LibriVox. So LibriVox is an organization um, that I started hearing about years ago, and they do free recordings of classics. So once a book is 100 years old, the copyright runs out. And then you can record, anyone can record that classic book 
and put it out there for anyone to listen to when there's no copyright infringement. So LibriVox is a free online community where people volunteer their time to read the classics and the recordings are free. Now you can also get these on your computer and download them, but they're I never found a really easy way to get them onto my phone. Um, there may be an app or something, but I'm not aware of it. So, oh, Amanda's saying there's an app now. Yeah, sorry, I was muted. <laughs> yeah, there's an app. <laughs> okay, so that may be another way to get them. I really like the audiobooks.com interface. And just like Audible, when you sign up for the first time, you get a free credit. So when I first signed up for, for audiobooks.com, I got my free book. I think I picked something by C.S. Lewis. And then you have a membership and you can cancel it and never pay a dime. And then you just have the app and they have all of the LibriVox recordings on there. And it's a very user-friendly interface and you can see, and when you click on it, it very clearly says by LibriVox. So you can tell what's LibriVox and what's not, which is important because these are volunteer readers and some are better than others. And a lot of times with a LibriVox recording, there will be a new narrator every chapter. Hmm. So sometimes you'll be listening to a book mm -hmm. and you'll love the first three chapters that are read by, you know, this lovely person. And then the next chapter will be by somebody that you're like, mm, not <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, when budget pressed, there have been sure. times when, you know, I just I'm not going to do an Audible membership right now. And this particular classic is not on Hoopla. I can't find it in my library. I just go listen to it on LibriVox. So is the LibriVox app easy to use, Amanda? It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. And when okay. we talk about narrators, I'll plug a couple LibriVox narrators. Oh, That that's if you great. find their name, you know it'll be good. Fantastic. Um, so then the next app slash service I want to talk about, and this is the first paid service is a company called Scribd, and you spell that S-C-R-I-B-D, Scribd. And it is a subscription service, and it is $9 a month for unlimited audiobooks and eBooks. Now, the catch with Scribd is that it is unlimited, like you get unlimited access, unlike Audible, which is like one credit. Yeah. Um, but they do limit the amount of new releases you can listen to in a month. So because they have to pay more for the newer releases, the hotter books, that kind of thing, you can't listen unlimited to new releases. So it's kind of funny, like in your wish list, when you make a wish list, if you've just listened to a new release and then you put another new release in your wish list, it'll say right underneath it, available in five weeks. <laughs> so you're like, you gotta oh, wait your turn. yeah, you have to wait. You've used up your new release credit or whatever. So some people find that really annoying. Like they're like, I don't want a subscription that is constantly telling me, oh yes, you can listen to this, but you can't listen to it for two weeks. Um, but the older things and their vast library of sort of, you know, older releases, more established things you have unlimited access to. Um, a lot of it you could also find at the library, but there are certain series and certain books that they have that the library does not have. So I keep a list on Scribd of things that I like and I will activate it for a couple of months and blow through some things that they have mm -hmm. that I can't get access to another place. And for two months on Scribd, which is $18, I can maybe blow through eight books that I want to listen to that 
you know, I can't find anywhere else. And I did not have to pay for them per credit. And I got a new release or two in there as well. So when you compare that to paying per credit on Audible, it's also a good deal. deal. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't keep it active all the time. That is really good to know about. I've heard of Scribd, but I've never really looked into it. Yeah, and you can pause your membership for 12 weeks at a time. And a lot of times, like I pause it for 12 weeks and then they send me an email, you've been reactivated. And then I just go in that day and pause it again for 12 more weeks. (laughs) And it's fine. And you can still go in there and search and add things to your list and see what's available. Um, And then I just activate it when I want to go in and listen to a few things that 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 kind of works for the budget. So Hmm, cool. Those great tips. Yeah, that's what I do with that. And then the last thing in my list is Audible, which, you know, everyone pretty much knows about. So the way Audible works, which, you know, in a way is similar to Scribd because they also have what they call their Audible Plus library now. So if you have any kind of Audible membership, you also have access to an unlimited library. And again, it's older things. Um, Generally, they'll throw in a few hot new things to, you know, tempt people and like show like, look how great our plus library is. (laughs) But I find that most of the things I want that the library doesn't have, I have to pay a credit for. Mm, I I rarely find something in the Audible Plus library that the library doesn't have um, that I can get there for free with my membership. Mm -hmm. It happens occasionally, but not very often. So generally, I wind up using Audible for... Things you're buying. Things I'm buying. Things the library doesn't have um, or that are just very specific or I want... It's a book like Anna Karenina... And I want, it's really long, so I am not going to listen to it on LibriVox. I'm just not, I'm not doing 40 hours on LibriVox. I want a good narrator. I want to pick my narrator. Now, I actually think Anna Karenina, I think they had a good Hoopla version that I liked. But sometimes for a classic, I can't find a Hoopla version that I like the narrator and I'll, you know, want to use it for Audible. Or um, I used an Audible credit for the Washington biography by Chernow that, again, 40 hours. Long. Library does mm-hmm. not have it on audio. Um, very long. I want that quality narration. And you can't get it anywhere else. So that's where I got it. And the Audible levels right now, um, for $8 a month, you can do, it's just their plus catalog. Now, if you're into their originals, like a friend of mine was recently telling me they have a lot of like old radio show things that they're reviving and having like all-star casts come in and do like these like murder mystery shows and like yeah very cool things that are just a lot of times just two or three hours long they're just really fun listens um so they have a lot of originals and fun stuff like that that might be worth trying for eight dollars a month and seeing what you think and then for fifteen dollars a month you get one credit and for twenty three dollars a month you get two credits so obviously two credits you're getting them for what is that 1150 a credit so generally what i do is i will activate it do the two credits a month and activate it for say two or three months get four or six credits for things that i want that i can't get anywhere else use those four to six credits and then turn it off so i'm not keeping or pause my membership i'm not keeping it going all the time i'm not paying for it every month um but i'm using them to get you know the best budget bang that mm-hmm. i can get and then i turn it off and use you know use those books and use the library and the other things that i'm using to kind of you know get all the books that i want 
There is like a secret menu kind of thing with Audible too. You can message them and say, I just want one credit every other month and they will do that. I don't know if that's called the silver plan or if that's something else, I don't remember, but they can do that too. And I also opt for Audible over other things when I know it's something that I'm gonna read more than once or multiple members of the family are going to read. Notice I'm saying read, but we're talking about audiobooks. Mm -hmm. Because it's the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) It counts. I haven't said that yet. Needed to say that. (laughs) So that's a second reason I also opt for Audible like you do, Tricia, when it's really long, can't get it anywhere else, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. So when I am looking at my audiobooks, um, I will kind of look at what my book club's doing, my book clubs are doing the next few months, see what where I need to get those books, if I decide if I'm going to do them on audio or paper, where I need to get them, you know, what I am in the mood for, what audiobooks, you know, I'm going to need, and then I kind of figure out, does the library have them? And if not, how can I get them into my possession for the least money possible? And those are all the tools that I use. Okay, so now that we've talked about the nitty gritty of where to get them, what are some of your favorite books on audio? What makes a particularly good audiobook listen? So for me, a broad category is anything where the person narrating the story, telling the story in whatever kind of way is going to have a different accent that I want to feel a little more immersion mm-hmm. than I can hear in my brain. Some accents I can really easily hear in my brain and some I cannot. And so it might make it a little more enjoyable um, if I could get someone to read it to me in that voice. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love a good accent. It doesn't even matter what it is. Like, (laughs) Scottish, English, Australian, Mm -hmm. Russian, African. Like, I love them all. Like, just read to me. Read to me in an accent. (laughs) (laughs) That's your next (laughs) t-shirt. Read to me in an accent. Um, I'll read Gone with the Wind to you. Yes! <laughs> LibriVox! Do it on LibriVox! Elizabeth oh, reading Gone with the Wind! I would totally listen to that! <laughs> Me too! <laughs> and because you have a very nice quality to your voice, like it's a little bit, you know, like. A little lower, especially compared to my five-year-old sounding voice. And, <laughs> and really I, does, you would be a good narrator. It really does put you in the mood for the story, though, because remember a while back I was telling you I'd started Swiss Family Robinson, and then I decided I wanted to just press pause until I could read it with Nate. I wanted to read it for me and all I could think. I got 30% in and was like, Nate would love this. Oh, Nate would love this. I just kept thinking over and over. And finally, I was like, enough is enough. I got to stop it. But I wasn't wanting to stop it because I was enjoying it. But I did. So then, because I'm not as savvy on all the tech things, when I pulled it back up, I didn't even remember which one I'd looked at it through. And I just kept getting narrators that I wasn't enjoying. That book is told through the father's journal. So I have a mom voice. I could read it to him if I'm going to listen to it in a mom voice. Like, I don't want, I didn't want a female to read the book to us. Mm -hmm. I wanted a man and I really wanted a man that had a more 
sterile, proper kind of voice because that was his personality. <laughs> you could see so clearly from the beginning. It needed to match for me. And mm. Nate kept saying like, no, mom, that's fine. Just let it go. And I'd be like, no, this is terrible. And we were, you know, I'd like pull over on the side of the road. No, no, we're not going to listen. This is trash. It was not trash, but it was not what my mind had already fallen in love with and the third person in the other book. Um, so I found, you know, the one I wanted. And when you're dealing with a really old book, you can have tons of people that read this. So you can click until you find one that you enjoy. And then right as it, as it got going, a few in, a few minutes in, Nate goes, you're right, this is better. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Um, and so we... We walked through all the yesterday with him one earbud and me one earbud because I had just had all the conversation I could have for the day. Yeah. <laughs> and we just silently shot through all the, and every now and then we would grin at each other like, that was funny. And that oh was it. Goodness. It was such a magical thing that... <laughs> I have done audiobooks primarily on my own or in the car when we're all trapped together. But to see to do it that way was really special and fun. That's um, so fun. And I would not have liked it if I hadn't found my right narrator. That is so sweet. It's like you'll have this secret you're sharing. We did. It felt like a all secret. All these other you're people. 100%. He <laughs> would look so at me sweet. with like a mischievous face like, did you hear that? Or the dad <laughs> rebukes the kids in like gentle but very direct ways. And so a couple times he would even have a face like, oh dear. <laughs> oh dear, they did that, you know? So, such a fun. And I thought, oh, I love that we're going to talk about audiobooks tomorrow. And I've just had this experience. Like, usually we do them in the car. And somehow that felt different to do it in public. We had a secret. You're right. I love that. Amanda, what do you particularly enjoy on audio? Well, aside from most of the things I listen to <laughs> these days. Aside from that category, um, I particularly <clears throat> like poetry, hmm. as that is meant hmm. to be read aloud. And sometimes I don't always get the meter or the rhythm. You know, I read it out loud, but hearing a professional actor that has, no, you know, done this, it's, it's nice to hear poetry, and certainly especially Shakespeare. There's a company, Archangel, that puts out really great performances. Um, they have different actors playing all the different parts, and they have some uh, music and sound effects, although the music can be a little weird. But they're great recordings. <laughs> um, so poetry in general, and there's a series we like... Um, I can always find what I need for a morning time for these great poets or just something I'm listening to personally. Um, it's the great poets and it's, I can't remember the name of the company, but it's like a white square and it's, um, blue, blue stripes on two of the, on, on one of the corners. So you can find it that way officially, but the Putting great poets. Putting in the search, white square with blue corners. <laughs> There probably is some company that will tell you that. Right. The Great Poets. I think that that is the um, series. So. I love it. Love it. So everybody knows that Dickens is one of my favorites. And I will have to say, I think he is particularly good on audio. 
One of the things that people can have trouble with is he can be a little verbose. People always talk about how he got paid by the word. And so he is not the most, you know, direct. But I find him to be so much fun, just so funny and witty. And I enjoy his descriptions. And of course, it's always read in a British accent. So and his narrative, I mean, that's that's what he's known for. He's a genius at the narrative and the dialogue is just always fun or funny or full of pathos or sweet or I mean he's just a genius at writing dialogue so find yourself a good narrator that works for your ears and put on Oliver Twist with your kids that's Mm. your first Dickens well maybe maybe a Christmas Carol either Christmas Carol or Oliver Twist put it on with your kids and just enjoy it or get Bleak House and put it on and listen to a chapter or two every day. Get it from the library. And it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. So who are some of your favorite narrators? I don't know one single narrator by name. I just listen a minute and go, nah. <laughs> the other day, I don't even remember what I was listening to, but I thought, oh, I think I've heard this person before. And that's the first time I'd even really felt that way. And I never even bothered to look up if I did. I I don't remember what I was listening to, but I was thinking it was the same as the cop series. Her voice sounded the same. So. Yes. I wonder if she's she's done a lot or. Yeah, I don't remember her name. But had I known some narrator names, I wouldn't have had to do with all that Swiss Family Robinson drama pulling over on the side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) So. This is a good conversation to have. Yeah. The narrator can make a big difference. They can really add a lot. They can really flesh out what the author was saying. And I get more out of it listening to the narrator perform it than I did reading it. Yeah. Or it can have the complete opposite effect. Sometimes I have just, oh, this book is horrible. And then later I read it and I think, oh, I think I was the narrator. (laughs) Yeah. I've Um, had that happen with the, uh, there was some... There was some cleaning out book, cleaning out your stuff book that I hated. And I was like, do I hate cleaning out or do I just hate this book or do I hate her voice? I don't know. Whole subject's gone for me now. I never even finished it. I didn't want to clean out stuff anyway, so that's fine. Um, You're right. That is a whole subgenre, the cleaning out your stuff subgenre. I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing this any of it actually (laughs) Trenton looked over at me and said if she says tidy one more time oh it was the Marie Kondo which everyone loves that so much we're the only Mm -hmm. people on the planet that didn't like it he just said if she says tidy one more time I just I don't want to I don't want to clean my room I was like I don't want to either let's change it so it might have just been where our heart was in the space it might not have been anything to do with the book or the voice or who knows what that's funny um we Amanda talking about reading and listening and that kind of thing. So with Trenton, when he read the Narnia series, we had him read the book on his own, and then we, as a family, would listen to the audiobook on a vacation, so that he got that next level in listen. And that's the first time I ever thought like this is an amazing narrator because I mean he had all the different voices and just created all these different sounds and I think there was even like water and background sounds too that was just it was truly amazing so it painted Hmm. a picture for us there is a series of Narnia audiobooks that each book is done by a different actor and these are like the great 
Shakespearean actors of the time, you know, or in the generation before. And it is fantastic. They're all excellent. And Jim Dale is also a great uh, narrator. Catherine Kelgren is one of my favorites. I know I've mentioned Jim and Catherine before. Um, a couple others I really like. Simon Vance always does a good job. List. Oh, yay! I know there's a whole bunch of these that when, when I see their name, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's great. I've heard a bunch from him. Also, just two more. Dan Stevens and Richard Armitage. Fantastic narrators of books as well as actors so yes anything they narrate i'm like just i don't even care what it is just <laughs> give it to me richard armitage doing north and south is like oh yeah really good because he's the same actor that's in the movie yeah so it's great so good now i have two librivox narrators specifically to mention Go for and it. that is phil c-h-e-n-e-v-e-r-t looks french He's great. So is John Leader, L-I-E-D-E-R. And John Leader particularly does a lot of Thornton Burgess, Thornton W. Burgess books. Hmm. And they are fantastic um, books for, like, our kids listened to them going to sleep at night all the time when they were younger. And also there's a lot of Uncle Wiggly books on LibriVox, which are great, too. So fun so i had simon vance he does a lot of dickens um, and, a lot of, <laughs> and a lot of classics so mm -hmm. i always look for him when i'm looking through like hoopla or something and then my female of that sort of ilk is juliet stevenson yeah she's amazing she's done a lot of austin mm -hmm. and gilbert i mean gaskell and you know mm -hmm. all of that so you can look for her and then my other favorite i have to throw in is michael pritchard who does all the nero wolf books oh <laughs> i saw somewhere once that he was dubbed the man of the golden voice and i love him <sighs> so much he does he does a lot of like classic crime and um drama that kind of stuff mm -hmm. but um he's wonderful great all right any other audio audio book honorable mentions Okay, we've done it. I feel like I should have some honorable mentions. I know. I'm like, well, you really? You I just, got nothing else. This is amazing. <laughs> Write it on the calendar. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Give me a minute. I'll look something up. Okay, listeners, I am dying to hear what are your favorite books to listen to on audio, both specifics and kinds of books. Are there kinds of books that don't work as well for you on audio? Who are some of your favorite narrators? And do you have any tips for saving money using audiobooks? And maybe even like other kinds of like speakers and, and headphones and earbuds, any of that, if you have any tips mm. with that kind of thing. Let us know in the comments. And until next time, I'm Trisha. I'm Amanda. I'm Elizabeth. And happy listening. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, subscribe to Book Fair Podcast. Interact with us on our Facebook page, Instagram, and TikTok. Join our private Facebook group for community and conversation and more book recommendations than you can handle. And you can help us grow by sharing. So don't forget to tell a friend.